Welcome everyone, this is KB from Yup I Like Wrestling, and yup, we're interviewing Isaiah Wolf. What's up, man? What's going on, Isaiah? Doing good. Going, doing good? Yeah, man. Now, Isaiah Wolf is the current Warriors of Wrestling No Limits champion. He's wrestled for a short period of time now, and he's already won several titles. We're gonna talk about all about that, but first, Isaiah, I need to know, how did you get started in wrestling? Uh... Actually, quite honestly, my wife brought me here like a few years ago to a SummerSlam pay-per-view. Um, from there... And here meaning a Yep I Like Wrestling party? Yeah, a Yep I Like Wrestling event. Um, I met a fellow member, Brandon, Brandon Jolly. Okay. Um, y'all know him. I know he's going to kill me for this, but y'all know him as Marcus Marquis, Warriors of Wrestling. That's Marcus Marquis of Warriors of Wrestling. One part of TPS at Capital Wrestling. Um, from TPS there... TPS is uh, the, the Perfect, perfect Strangers. The Perfect Strangers. Followed by him and Anderson Green. Um, I remember one Instagram post, they pretty much posted it up. Marcus Marquis makes his pro wrestling debut at Words of Wrestling. I was like, I'm looking for a new wrestling school. I originally went to Johnny Rod's Gleason's gym. I stayed there for like off and on because it was I'm like, I just, I, it was just a cra it was crazy how, how that worked out from there. I took some time off. I spoke to Brennan, ironically, at a following SummerSlam event at Yippa Like Wrestling, literally at Legends Bar. From there, uh, he told me the information. I gave um, Joe Galina the call, the owner of Promoter for Words of Wrestling. I was like, I'm, I'm interested. One Tuesday, I had off. I rode my bike from from my house all the way to Staten Island. Wow. Yeah, no one told me how long that was going to be. What part of Staten Island? Um, Victory Boulevard, pretty much like I would say is in like central Staten Island. That, like, it, I didn't know there was that much hills. That's all. It's like I took a bike. I'm like, this is a piece of cake. And I got off the ferry. I was like, oh, damn. Now, bike meaning a motorcycle or did you? Uh... No, nah, I Lance Armstrong did. I literally pedal biked to, to Warriors and whatnot. The promoter was like, hey, how did you get him? Like, I, I, I rode my bike here. He was like, oh, you like, so where's it parked? I'm like, it's parked in the basketball court. He was like, yeah, the motorcycle parked in the basketball court. I was like, nah, I actually have a bike parked in the basketball court right now. He was like, god damn. Uh, next thing I know, a few weeks later, I get a, I see a post on the on the training page, or just like I see a post. A young man came in riding his bike from Harlem um, to the school. So no one should make an excuse why they can't come to practice or train. <laughs> Next time I got a shout out. Oh, that's my boy Isaiah. I was like, oh, that's a nice little introduction to, to this company. I'm trying to train when it start for. But ever, ever since then, I've been picking up momentum. Um, my first match was four, three to four weeks after I started training. So I started September 26, 2015. I had my first match in November, in November, November 4th. And who trained you at Warriors of Wrestling? Joe Bellini, Jay Gomez. And then from there, I just pretty much, uh, I got extended to Olive Branch from other wrestlers that stopped through at their seminars and stuff like that. I just pretty much picked up stuff on this. Actually sitting down and watching, watching wrestling from various promotions. Now, did you do your research on other wrestling schools in the tri-state area? And if you did, why did you choose Warriors of Wrestling? Um, I did. Um, there was, there's a lot of schools, a lot of schools. Um, Monster Factory was one of them. Hog was another one. I'm Creative Pro, Russell Pro. Um, Dude, just words were just like a, a, I always kind of find like serendipity. My high school, my high school school team was um, called the Warriors. 
Warriors. Okay. My favorite movies was The Warriors. So I was like, oh, this this shit gonna work out perfectly. So I was like, so I tried it out. Luckily for me, it kind of like kind of fell into place. And how long have you been at Warriors of Wrestling so far? Um, three years. Three years now. Three, I'll be in my yeah, three three and a half years now. Now, you've been with Warriors of Wrestling for three years now. Yeah. But you don't just wrestle in Warriors of Wrestling. Nah. You've wrestled in many different promotions as well as many different states. Yeah. How many different promotions and how many different states have you wrestled in? Um, within three years, I've wrestled in uh, 15, different 15 different promotions, six different states. For a short period of time. For a short period of time, man. So. Wow. And you've even shared locker rooms with AJ Styles. Yeah, I was fortunate. Fortunate, uh, got to got to pick his brain and stuff like that. How was how was that experience, and what advice did he give you for the wrestling business? Just keep working. Uh, like find your stride, find what works for you, and then just like make it happen from there. So it was just like I kind of got his backstory and stuff like that. I kind of find it kind of funny because he he started training next thing, uh, they threw him into the mix and took off from there. So I was like, all right. Like, I'm not trying to be like the next AJ Styles, but if Isaiah Wolf can be in a comparison, then why the hell not? I mean, hey, it's not every day you can pick the brain of an AJ Styles. Yeah. Now, what other notable names in the wrestling business that the average wrestling fan knows about you've interacted with while being with Warriors of Wrestling or even in other promotions? Um, Shane Strickland, Austin Aries, Bobby Roode. Let's go. It's a long. It's a long list. Uh, anyone that's into the indie, the indie scene, Timothy Thatcher from Evolve. Um, I got to talk to Matt Riddle, who's pretty much everywhere. There's a lot of people. The guys that I've actually wrestled out were, were names um, Tracy. If, if Tracy I'm right, uh, Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. I actually, yeah, I got to talk to him. We got to watch my match. Um, one of the biggest praises I ever got was from. Um, Ron Simmons, okay. Farouk, and Dilo Brown, who actually watched one of my matches, and, which was a kind of cool idea. It was a cool thing for me because they came, they literally came to the locker room to tell me how good my match was. So I was like, that was a big deal for me. That's very high praise. Did they, did they give you any other feedback besides that? Um, they just told me, like everyone else, keep working, find, find my shots. Um, one of the one of the main things I always hear and I always tell. Or being, was all being told to new students, slow the hell down. Mm -hmm. It was like you slowed down. You did your thing in the ring. Like you told a great story, and you got that good, that good hill heat. So I was like, hell yeah, guys! I grew up watching me telling me I did a good job. I was like, I, like, like, and I get to defend that. Like, hell yeah. Now, when you get praise from guys like D'Lo Brown and Ron Simmons, you have to stay humble, but at the same time, be coachable. How important is it to be coachable, especially in having a young career like that you have so far? Um, I pretty much come from a athletic background from playing high school sports and college sports, so pretty much I had to learn how to have, have an edge, but also you can take instructions and directions with no problem. Like, you might not like it, but you gotta be able to, like, all right, cool. If this is what they see, and these guys been places, then I gotta understand where they're coming from to try and tweak what I'm doing wrong. Because um, a lot of the veterans, they're not, they don't worry about what the hell you're doing right. Anyone can do the right, can do the right stuff. It's all of a sudden, can you fix the wrong stuff you do? So I'm like, I take that into consideration a lot. 
So. And that's the beautiful thing about the wrestling business is that you're surrounded by veterans that actually help you out, give you advice, and you can take that advice and make you a lot better. Yeah. I mean, you've been in the ring with uh, many different independent wrestling stars, such as Darius Carter, the Ugly Ducklings, um, Sonny Kiss. What other independent wrestling stars have you been in the ring with? Anyone that watches Beyond Wrestling, Evolve, or yeah, Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams from Catchpoint. Man, that dude has been everywhere. Um, and that dude can chop his ass off. I was just like, all right. Ah, it's a learning experience. I'm like, but a guy like that pretty much helped, helped mold me to what I am, what I'm doing now. Um, I got to wrestle the powers of pain. Okay. Barbarian, Warlord, Larry Sistons, former tag team champion of WWE. Got to work with them. Uh, yeah, and then just working like top indie guys that just help, just helps me out. So mm-hmm. I've been fortunate enough to, to be in a position where they always I'm, I'm getting trust and trusted to do things. The person I would say that started the same at the time I did wouldn't get. I mean, at the end of the day, steel sharpens steel. Yeah. In order to get better, you have to be in the ring with the best talent possible in order to reach that, you know, other level. Now, you mentioned the wrestling promotions that you've wrestled in. Yeah. What about the states that you've wrestled in outside of, obviously, New York City? Um, I pretty much shit every three, um, all three points of jerseys from North Jersey, South Jersey, Central Jersey, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Atlanta. I'm just like, it's a long, it's a long list. I'm like, honestly speaking, just like just having like I, I shouldn't smile when I go. I'm like, this is like a cocky smile, but I feel like I, I earned it just a little bit just by taking the opportunity. He's the American gangster, Isaiah. <laughs> I just took, I, I took opportunities. I'm like, anything that got presented to me, hey, Isaiah, um, the opportunity for you. Are you willing to come through? Sure, why the hell not? It's my, it's an opportunity for people outside, outside the charts area to see what I can do. Um, and, opportunities, and opportunities like that always, I always feel like more beneficial to me because one, I'm wrestling someone I never met before. Two, um, it's just allowing me an opportunity to show people what they're not, what they're not accustomed to seeing. Whether I'm doing something better, very innovative, with my slot, my slot and German suplex, or the imprint, any, anything, just be, pretty much trying to stay ahead of the game with just with what I do. It's all about networking. Yeah. Now, besides networking, what are the keys and the recipe uh, for actually expanding outside of your home and get your name out there in the wrestling business like you have so far? Uh, there's, a, there's a man, anyone that knows him, Brutal Bob Evans. He has this thing called Do The Drives. Anyone that's kind of up and coming, trying to make something of yourself, do the drives. Like put them long hours on your car, your friend car that probably wrestles and whatnot. Just, you know, just trying to network, hook each other up. Like all of a sudden, if you wrestle a person that you know is big down south, you want to talk to them and be like, see what they can do. I'm like, yo, I'll wrestle here if it's okay, if it's, if it's okay just network show me. If you can watch my match, you know, they're pretty much about for what I, what you've seen, that helps me out a lot more. Um, just pretty much showing what, what I can do. Like, show, show my videos. I'm like, wrestle the top, like, wrestle the top guy in my homegrown, but then send it to their promotion, like, yo, this is what I've done. I'm like, this is y'all guy, I've wrestled him. Would y'all think about giving me a shot? And that's how uh, certain things have happened, have happened for me. 
Yeah, it's all about networking. You got to keep pushing and just, you know, sky's the limit. Anything can happen. Yeah. Now, speaking of going outside of your home and doing the drives, what's the craziest, funniest road story you have as a wrestler? <laughs> oh, man, um, my, my longest trip was um, Atlanta, right? Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, AWE. Um, this is like, I must have been six months in into the business and all of a sudden I got an opportunity to just drive down there with Sunny Kiss, you know, do our little thing. And at that time I was still a tag team. Okay. Um, TK Luther, now known as Notorious Cookie Pimp. The Notorious Cookie, Cookie Pimp. Pimp. Yeah. Let me, let me find out he has a threesome with, with Oreo cookies and, <laughs> and Chips Ahoy. I'm like, yeah, man, all of a sudden um, we, had a, we had a nice opportunity because um, I, mean, I, will, I will always say knock on wood that my career has been based on opportunities and um, and openings. Mm -hmm. One of the openings that, that presented itself was one of the guys, you know, unfortunately a tag team guy got hurt. So it was like, hey, we like y'all look. Uh, we wouldn't know if he would be down, be down to, to wrestle. So mm -hmm. next thing I know, they saw a promo picture of me and him. They are like, this is a unique tag team. They gave us a chance and we made our drive to Atlanta. Now, TK had never been to a Waffle House before. So this is a culture shock room. Um, Anybody that's ever been to a Waffle House knows that the floors ain't always, you know, it's kept, kept, um, ain't always maintained to the best of their abilities. So we walking in, I'm like, yo, just slow down. He's like, nah, man. He's like, I'm good, I'm good. So we walk in. My man just slides his ass. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, Jesus. I was like, all right, we good. He's like, what the hell was that? I'm like, that's the floor. Like, anybody gonna mop him? I'm like, yo, they did. He was like, <laughs> And just random, random stuff. Just um, having, having, or just, just messing around, just fighting, fighting in the parking lot, making people think, oh god, yeah, like just being stupid. Just no one calling the cops or anything like that. Uh, no, we've had state troopers call it, call, be calling us, and we pretty much hightail it the fuck out of there. Like, oh, go. But other than that, just, it's just entertainment. Like when you roll with, a, when you roll with people that you that you train with and that you work with a lot. It's like a brotherhood, so a lot of stuff is strength. I mean, you work best with people that you like. Um, yeah. But also found, also found out is, um, you just gotta be open. You just, you just gotta be open to doing anything, man. Like, um, I've, I've had my best matches with my best friends. Um, I've had, Great match with guys I've never wrestled before. I'm just like, some people just bring it out of you. Like, you just, when, you, when you you have a good match, when you have that good chemistry, where all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, people are into this. I'm feeling this. I'm like, what, what would you say are your best matches so far? Um, wow. Uh, I would say uh, my, I've had my greatest matches or my best matches with um, Darius Carter. That was like, that establishment that got me as a great storyteller. Um, Tony Booz. Uh, uh, I would say my standout match so far, pretty much that got me into the Normus division in this title for my, fir my first run. My match against the Ugly Ducklings. Okay. Yeah, that was my that was the, my big my big opportunity. Like I've had opportunity before. Like I've been in steel cage matches. I've been I've wrestled other guys and stuff like that. Other name and indie name, you know. 
but I never had like this spotlight directly put on me. It was like, yo, this is your one shot guy. Now, Don't fuck up. When you faced the Young Big Ducklings, who did you tag team with? I tag team with Aaron Bradley. Um, at the time, you know, shit happens and whatnot. Uh, my tag partner wasn't wasn't available. He slid at the Waffle House, man. I was like, shit, shit, you know, <laughs> if things happen. So, me and Aaron Bradley, mind, this is me and Aaron Bradley's first time working with each other. Uh-huh. I'm like, I never worked with him before. I'm like, I knew him from the indie circuit. I'm like, I always wanted to do something with him. This time was actually a, a tag match. So, it was like, Uncle Duffins, I studied their tapes, I watched their films. I'm like, I know how they, how they operate. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, yo. And with the first match, I'm like, me personally, I like I like pressure situations. I'm like, if I'm either the first match, the match at the intermission, or the main event, I'm like, dude, I gotta, I'm gonna stand, I'm gonna do my best to stand the hell out. Oh, of course. I mean, sometimes things happen in wrestling. Booking yeah. goes left. Something happens. Your tag team partner's not there, and you gotta all of a sudden tag team with someone you've never tag team with. You know, and, and make something out of it. You know, and it happens. Yeah. Um, luckily for me. Uh, took over man I got to I showed what I can do the following night I'm in a ladder match free to four way with this bad boy and I caught my first single my first singles title now this is your first singles title which this is the Warriors of Wrestling No Limits Championship and for those who are listening in it's a red strap with I would like to say gold plates on it correct 12 pounds you were tag team champions in Warriors of Wrestling before winning this bad boy, correct? Yeah, unfortunately, um, the crazy part about it is uh, anyone that's keeping track, Warriors of Wrestling, Warrior Nation, anyone in the Indies, I've been in this promotion three years. Every year, I've won a title. I didn't even make it my full year. I was a tag champ. Turn it next year. I win this. Yesterday, on YouTube Live, Wild Live TV, I become a champ. Or Wild TV Live, Warriors of Wrestling, just subscribe to it. You'll see me winning this. I does that. That's right. And it was against, who was it against? Vinny Pacifico, which to his credit, Vinny, um, he's been he's been doing his thing in the Indies. I'm like, okay. he's, he's everywhere. I was I'm like, I think I was like, funny part about it, me and, me and Vinny started at the same time. He got silent. He got silent with an injury. Um, like I said, opportunity presents itself. I'm gonna knock on the goddamn doors. Uh, you have to be ready at all times in professional wrestling because you never know when you're going to get your shot. Now, Isaiah, what do you prefer best, singles competition or tag team competition? Ooh, um, I started off with the tag team. I'm not gonna lie. Like tag team wrestling, very complicated. There's so many different moving parts in that, which I would say helped me become a better um, singles wrestler. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's like I have to realize, I'm like I have to be on top of my game. I gotta know, you know, the next, like the, the next move. Oh shit, he fucked up. Oh, can I, can I, cap, can I capitalize on that? So when I got my chance to be a single, I was like, oh, ready. I was like, oh, this is this is me. I never really saw myself being a tag team wrestler for too for too long. But I'm like, if I have to be, I'm gonna show up and show out. 
but I'm like, as a singles wrestler, I'm like, all of a sudden, it's all odds on me. I can't blame him when if I fuck up. Can't blame him, can't blame myself. It's just me. And that's something I always say dear to my heart. I'm like, I'm like, if I can't be in pressure situations, then what the hell am I doing? Every match for me is a big, it's a big step to the bigger picture. So I was like, all right, you give me a singles match, I'm gonna show you what I can do. And if they give you a tag team match, you can still, do your best and I make still it show work. What I, I still show what I can do. I'm like, um, I'm never gonna pass an opportunity for a challenge. I'm like, luckily for me, like, I'm just like, I, I, as cocky as this may sound, man, uh, I'm made for this shit. <laughs> like, point blank simple, man. Um, you give me an opportunity, anybody, I'm gonna, do, I'm, gonna do, I'm gonna give you a 10%, man. I'm gonna give you a five-star match or damn dead to it. Nah, better yet, I'm gonna give you a five-star match. I'm like, that's what you pay me for. I'm like, I don't half-ass nobody. Now, speaking of made, you hail from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. What is it about Brooklyn, New York that has made Isaiah Wolf be Isaiah Wolf? Um, yeah, you gotta have tough skin from, to be from Brooklyn, especially the part I grew up in. Um, which is oh shit crown heights by way of flatbush brownsville so pretty Ooh. much uh it's some rough neighborhoods yes yeah. very rough um anyone from brownsville you definitely definitely got to be a tough man like every day you know either somebody's either looking at you the wrong way you gotta defend you gotta defend yourself and what you gotta you know gotta square up pretty much um crown heights same thing flatbush i just got to chill out just a tad bit <laughs> like that not time to ten. I just had to learn how to be, how to be strong, man. I'm like, I come from like, I'm one of six sisters, so my dad was like really, my pops was like really on my ass, especially like, yeah, you a baby boy. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna whoop that ass. I'm like, alright, <laughs> like, so I was like, alright, cool. Um, what doesn't kill you makes you strong. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much. I'm like, I always found myself like being from Brooklyn. You gotta, you gotta. You gotta live up to that moniker, that hype. I'm like, cause all of a sudden, I'm, I'm representing Mike Tyson, Brownsville, Jay Z, Marcy. I'm representing a lot of guys. MOP. MOP. I'm like, Biggie does. Like, oh, snap, you from Brooklyn? I'm like, all of a sudden, like, right, right there. I'm like, it's already, I already have a, a demeanor about myself from other promoters. Oh, he's from Brooklyn. Oh, shit. Like, his, his, his whole repertoire, his look might be different. Like, all right. Taz, who's also from Brooklyn. Brooklyn like, yeah. It's just. I carry, that, I carry that stigma. I carry it well. Um, some people don't like it. They're like, oh, he's cocky. I'm like, nah. Like, the same way I'm talking to you, like, I'm just cutting the shit. People are just like, oh, it rubs the people the wrong way, but all of a sudden, if it, if it puts ass in seats and all of a sudden, it makes me want to buy my t shirts. Now, speaking of being cocky, what do you think is more important in wrestling? In ring wrestling ability or charisma? Um, charisma's hard. Like not everyone has charisma. You could be the greatest wrestler in the world and just be monotone, like like the old monotone ringtones. Like I'm like look, I'm gonna look at the camera right now. Like all of a sudden, let me just go blank face and just try. This is this is me with no charisma. I am Isaiah Wolf. I wrestle. I am from Brooklyn. You see that shit? Like that's boring. No one buys boring. I'm like not saying I I'm like. That ain't me, but me personally, I'm like, I'm, I'm colorful, I'm myself. I talk with my hands. Um, like, but charisma's hard to teach. Like, but it doesn't work. I'm like, everyone, ha like, people have charisma, and then some people don't have charisma. Like, some people can buy into, oh, that, that's really his, that's really him. 
Like he's not faking that shit. Like The Rock, he's he's charismatic. Yeah, he is. John yes. Cena, he's charismatic. CM Punk, the reason why people got behind him, he's not with that cookie cutting shit. He's this is him being him. So it's like a, I would say charisma, but you can be you can be as, as charismatic as shit, but if you can't do a headlock, <laughs> get the fuck out the ring. I mean, in my opinion. You're, you know, it's best to have a lot of charisma and no wrestling skills than to yeah. have a lot of wrestling skills and have no charisma. Yeah, like, you can be, look, you can be all the charisma in the world, but if you're trying to be a wrestler, you got to find a way to have both, man, like. Yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, it's best to have a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, fortunately enough, I'm like, I feel like I got a nice, nice little charisma thing going on so far. Um, in the ring, my in-ring skills, I'm always improving. Every, I always watch my matches over. Mm-hmm. Um, so you gotta do it. Yeah. Sometimes I don't like it. I'm like, I'm like oh, you're shit. either watching your own matches or you're watching someone else's matches to pick up some things. Oh yeah. Um, especially if I have a match before me, I gotta watch what they do. See how the crowd reacts. It just makes me a smart, a smart worker. Mm-hmm. A smart worker always keeps himself booked, and that's what I need to do and I want to do. Like. Stop me. Now, what's that one wrestling move that as a wrestling fan growing up, you thought, oh, that's easy to do. But then when you actually became a wrestler, you're like, damn, that's a hard move to pull off. That's tough because uh, everything I've watched, I've pretty much done or tried out at least a dozen times to see just if I'm doing it, if it fits me. Um, doing a moonsault off the top rope is not my forte. I don't, I don't really feel the need to do it. I tried it. I didn't like it. Uh, anyone that does a backflip off the top rope, kudos to y'all. Y'all can keep that shit. I'm gonna stick with what I do. Um, but everything else, I'm like, I watch it a few times. I study that slowed down, and then I just, I pick it up. I go, like, I go right to the lab. And, Correct me if I'm wrong, but you've posted videos on social media of you doing backflips, correct? Um, the 450, um, the springboard senton. Yeah, those are just little bag of tricks and stuff I can, I can do. But like every like every good wrestler, you always got to use certain things for desperation. Like luckily for me, I never had to just yet. Not saying that I won't, but. but I still got a lot more stuff in my, in my arsenal that I'm going to use in the near future. Now, what's next for Isaiah Wolf? Uh, August. I'm defending this bad boy against the Pacifico. I'm like, just like last night, I guess we have to quit again. So, August 11th, Vinny Pacifico is going to be wrestling Isaiah Wolf. For the No Limit title. Yeah, man. This bad boy. I love when they bring titles to the <laughs> interviews. <laughs> he's going to be defending. He's going to be, like, trying to get this back in an I Quit match. Um, that's going to be the Brooklyn area, St. Finn Bars. So you're going to have that home crowd behind you. I'm like, yeah. Uh, they still champion him. It's cool. I really don't care. Now, what do you do exactly to prepare yourself um, before a match? Like, do you listen to uh, a specific type of um, artist? Um, do you have like any superstitions? You eat certain foods or something like that? Yeah, I got a superstition. I ain't gonna get into that because then it fucks up my superstition. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nine times out of ten, I primarily anyone's ever anyone's ever seen me outside the indie show, I always carry um jump rope. Um, I just pretty much I just 
just jump rope, jump rope, do my burpees, but primarily jump rope with my headphones on. Um, I like to follow the Mike Tyson way of training before a match, build up a nice sweat and stuff like that. So when they see me come to the ring, it's like, oh, sun's about to go down. Like, this dude is a killer. I'm like, like I never, I never lose sight of the major plan or the big plan. Look at the ring, whether my opponent's there or not. The ring is my main focus. Everyone else around me, doesn't matter. Whether they want to touch me, cheer me, my job is to win. Point blank and simple. And I feel like I'm becoming, if not, the best at that so far, whether people like it or not. Now, what's the ultimate goal for Isaiah Wolf? What's your ceiling? It's time to let promoters, wrestling fans, as well as, as, well as your peers know where you want to go. Well, honestly speaking, ain't no ceiling. I'm like, the ceiling means, I'm like, if I have a ceiling, that means I got to stop somewhere. I ain't really trying to stop no time soon. Whether it's um, Evolve, PWG, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, because now they're branching out and doing big things. WWE, my name is... My goal is to pretty much get out there, show people what I can do, show people that yo, I'm like I gotta make the best of this. Like luckily for me, everyone's gonna sign right now. All the time. Oh, this is a great time to be in a wrestling business right now. I'm like I don't even just say just that. I'm like all the top guys in the independent scene are getting signed, mm -hmm. which means there's opening in the independent scene. Mm -hmm. And just like I said before, early early in this interview, my career has been based on opportunities and openings. So if you're going to sign an Adam Cole, you're going to sign a Leo Rush, you're going to sign a Ricochet, that's fine for me. Because that means it's a spot for me to showcase what I can do. That's why you got to be ready at all times. I'm like, I got a lot of dream matches that I want to do real soon, that I want to do in the upcoming months and years to come. And hopefully, excuse me, sorry about that, hopefully people are going to see that. Man. Now, where can our listeners and watchers find you on social media in case they want to reach out to you and find out your next show, where they can buy your merchandise? Because you have the Isaiah Wolf shirts out and about. Yeah, my Isaiah shirts, wristbands, fitteds. I got all that stuff. Um, Facebook, Isaiah Wolf or Alpha Male 23. Um, Twitter, Isaiah Wolf 718. Instagram, Isaiah underscore Wolf 23. Now, for our listeners, can you spell the word Isaiah? Because there's two different ways to spell Isaiah. Yeah, I spell Isaiah in the biblical sense, pretty much. Um, people think, like, funny thing about it is uh, Isaiah Wolf 718 is actually a passage in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yes, it definitely is. Yeah, so pretty, and, I, and when I read it, I was like, oh, that's dope. It's not just representing where I'm from, but it's actually representing what I, I would like to accomplish. Pretty much reigning over every, everything. Some of what God tells me to do, I'll take over. I'm gonna take over from hell to high water. Um, but Isaiah, biblical sense, man. I S A I A H. Wolf, self-explanatory. Actually, it's Wolf. W O L F. F. No E. No E. No E. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't got that paper yet to put an E at the end. Yes. <laughs> what does Yup I Like Wrestling mean to you? Opportunity, man. When I first got here, when I first came here, I was like, yo, people like minded people like myself that love wrestling. I'm like, they're comfortable, you know, being themselves like that. Cause anyone that's 
that grew up like grew up in the urban community, you know, you couldn't be a wrestling fan at a certain age. Like after a while, it's like, yo, that's for kids. I'm like, oh snap, you still watch that? Yeah, man, I used to watch that when I was like 10 years old and shit like that. And I was like, I'm not ashamed of it. I was like, damn, man, don't scold me for it. I came here, I saw guys my age, hell, even older than me, just sharing. I was like, oh, hell, this is this is home, son. Hell, and I get to watch the pay per view. Like, work. I'm here. I mean, wrestling fans unite. We can actually disagree on a lot of things, but when it comes to wrestling and someone bad-mouthing wrestling, we always unite. Like myself and Isaiah Wolf, we're uniting, and that's just how it is. It's just like that, man. Whether you say wrestling is fake or not, hey, movies are fake, social media is fake, and there's a lot of other things that are like, fake. I hear that. TV shows, um, Game of Thrones, love and hip hop. I, I, I hear that a lot. Wrestling is fake, but I was like, bruh. Those injuries, they're not fake, man. Um, torn meniscus, uh, torn meniscus, sprained thumb, mild concussion, cornea abrasion, um, dislocation. I'm like, I'm like, yo, those bumps we take, those shots that we may take and receive, those are real. I'm like, I'm like, there's nothing fake about what we do, and the fact that we do on a constant basis is 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 teetering. I'm like, so. Like everyone, everyone's allowed to their opinion. Like, oh, it's fake and whatnot. But like, words of wrestling, we always, we always open up that ring and give out seminars and tryouts and just auditions and people that, that want to do it. And nine times to ten, those exact same people that talk about how fake it is, they don't last that long. Like, they really do. They realize, oh, this is, this is the actual sport. I'm like, yeah. Like, I don't just go to the gym and then just. Well, I don't just go to the ring and then just go home and just chill. Like, this is. 24-7, gym, wrestling, matches, repeat. Wow, that's crazy. And on that note, on behalf of Yep, I Like Wrestling, Isaiah Wolf, we want to thank you Anytime. for taking time out of your busy schedule to come here and talk with us. And we wish you nothing but health and major success in the wrestling business. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. For those listening and watching, thank you so much. If you want, log on to our website, yupilw.com, for all information. You like my t-shirt? Hey, you can buy your own on prowrestlingtees.com forward slash yupilw. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Rumors has it, we have a MySpace account now, at yupilw. <laughs> YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Yup, ILW. Like, comment, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let us know what you think about this interview. Thank you so much for listening and watching. I go by the name of KD. This is the American gangster, Isaiah Wolf, the current Warriors of Wrestling No Limits champion. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This ain't going nowhere. <laughs>